You're listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes, a production of the Ephesus School Network. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. The company of the angels was amazed. When they Hi, this is Father Aaron Warwick with Jason Everett, and you are listening to the Teach Me Thy Statutes podcast, episode number 51. Today's reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Galatians, chapter 2, verses 16 through 20. Brethren, knowing that a man is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ in order to be justified by faith in Christ, and not by works of the law, because by works of the law shall no one be justified. But if, in our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we ourselves were found to be sinners, is Christ then an agent of sin? Certainly not. But if I build up again those things which I tore down, then I prove myself a transgressor. For I through the law died to the law, that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I'd like to begin today by examining what it means to be justified. It's a term that I've, I guess I've had some difficulty with because I always associate it as a legal term. So, Father, would you help us uh, understand what is meant by justification? Yeah, well, first of all, Jason, I'd say you're off to a good start in viewing it as a legal term. And why is that? Because it is a legal term, and, and <laughs> so, again, off to a good start here. Good, um, good. The word used in Greek is dikeute, and this is a legal term. Uh, Now, often in English Bibles, the word is translated as justified, as you just read. But if you look at the footnote for the New King James Version, and I I highlight the NKJV simply because it's what I generally use for English translations. It's a very common translation used in the Orthodox Study Bible. You'll notice that an alternative translation, and one that is probably more of a literal translation, is declared righteous. And so that's another way to translate this term that, that you just read as uh, justified. And so using that translation, declare righteous, the opening passage you read today would say, knowing that a man is not declared righteous by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be declared righteous by faith in Christ, and not by works of the law, because by works of the law shall no one be declared righteous. And I think when translated this way, you can see that, as you said, uh, the term is used as a legal term. That's interesting. Uh, Perhaps you can help shed some light on this then. Uh, I'll try. One of the things I've learned uh, from you, Father, as well as from others, is the idea that in the Bible, salvation is more than just a legal process. In fact, on previous episodes, we've discussed how the root word for salvation is connected to the word health in both the biblical Hebrew and Greek. Right. So I guess what I'm getting at is how we hold this together. How on the one hand you said that this term translated as justified is a legal term, meaning uh, to declare righteous. And then on the other hand, how salvation is more than a legal uh, juridical process. Right. Very good question. And everything you said is true as it relates to salvation and healing and how we need to understand salvation in the biblical sense and how the biblical sense means more than just a juridical legal process. However, note what you also said. 
specifically that salvation is more than a legal process. So it can be true that there is more to salvation than a simple legal process, while also being true that part of salvation is legal or juridical. Okay, I, I definitely appreciate uh, some, some insight and, and help unpacking that. Yeah, of course. We should not minimize the fact that part of salvation is being declared righteous by God. This is actually absolutely fundamental to the biblical teaching because we need to understand that God is first and foremost our judge. And in the Orthodox tradition, we have a beautiful prayer that indicates this. It's called the prayer at the bowing of heads at our Vespers service, the evening prayer service. And in that prayer, the priest refers to God as the fearful judge who yet loves mankind. And that's an important distinction. The prayer does not say the God who loves mankind yet is the fearful judge. No, it starts from the fact that God is first and foremost the judge, but you're in luck because this judge happens to love mankind. And as we hear elsewhere in Scripture, this judge does not desire the death of a sinner, but rather that the sinner turn from his wickedness and live. So the judge wants to see us succeed. But nevertheless, he is first and foremost, as I said, and as this prayer says, the judge. And of course, we hear about in Scripture, as Orthodox Christians, we commemorate in many prayers and hymns, and even we have a Sunday that's uh, dedicated uh, to this commemoration as a preparation for Lent uh, about the judgment. There's a time when we will be declared righteous or when we will be declared unrighteous, and we should not minimize that as one aspect of our salvation. Okay, so that's making a little more sense, uh, but I'm still trying to reconcile that with what you've said regarding the biblical teaching of salvation as becoming spiritually healthy, so to speak, uh, as becoming more and more like God. Okay, so uh, the problem, I think, becomes when we see uh, this idea of being declared righteous as a one-time event, or perhaps uh, I could say it better by saying it as a one-and-done event. And that's where we start to encounter some issues in more modern Christian parlance. Uh, so one of the things I've talked about is the problem from a biblical perspective of saying, I'm saved. And now, obviously, I think what people are trying to convey there is, is that they're Christians, or even that they believe that they have been declared righteous by faith in Christ, as we heard today from Galatians. But again, as we discussed, this being declared righteous is legal terminology, and I should distinguish that it's not uh, the exact same thing or the same word as when we speak about salvation. So we have to be careful not to confuse these words and this terminology because to say I'm saved from a biblical perspective means you've been healed. And while you are being healed as a person trying to live out the Christian faith, you're not all the way healed or else you would never be sinning. So there is a difference. Could you maybe just uh, in a few words summarize the difference there? Yeah, to be declared righteous, as Paul is talking about here in Galatians, means that you've essentially been freed from the Mosaic Law. And this is important because, as Paul points out in Galatians and Romans and elsewhere, the law says that everyone who does not do all things in the law is cursed. And besides Christ, no one has fulfilled the entire law. So by that law, we would all be cursed. We'd all have no chance, no hope. We failed. But... Paul talks about how we have been freed from the law, and so we have the opportunity then to avoid that curse. And the way we avoid that curse, the way we are declared instead to be righteous, is to put our trust, 
to put our faith in Christ, in his gospel, in his message. So that's what it means to be justified or declared righteous. And that, in turn, in a sense, leads to the opportunity for us to find salvation, to find healing. There's no healing, no salvation under the law because you're stuck, you're cursed. You're not free to be healed. And so because we have been declared righteous, we have the possibility then to be saved, to be made healthy, to be restored to what God intended. And then to sort of finish this summary, to be declared righteous is not the end. It's the beginning as a Christian because it allows us then to walk the path of salvation, the path of spiritual healing and restoration. So you see these two terms and these two concepts are interrelated, most definitely, but they're not one and the same. And you also see how you have this legal terminology that is the beginning of the process and not the be-all, end-all, because there is still a judgment ahead, and that judgment will be based on whether or not you use this opportunity of being declared righteous to walk the path of salvation, healing, and restoration to God and to your fellow men. Very helpful, Father. Thank you. One last question on this specific topic of justification or being declared righteous uh, as it relates to what St. Paul is saying here to the Galatians. How does Paul justify this idea of justification or being declared righteous by faith and not by works of the Mosaic law? I guess what I'm getting at is where does Paul come up with this idea? Yes, great question, and it's extremely important to understand that Paul does not make up anything out of thin air, so I'm glad you raised this question. Whether or not one were to agree with Paul's argument and his thesis here in Galatians, at the very least, we all must recognize that Paul is not just making stuff up. Rather, he is interpreting Scripture, and by Scripture we mean, of course, the Hebrew Bible, or what we Christians usually refer to as the Old Testament. And I believe we need to be teaching people that the New Testament is really nothing more and nothing less than the authoritative, final, correct understanding and interpretation and fulfillment of the Hebrew Bible of the Old Testament. That's certainly what Paul saw himself doing. He was not inventing some sort of new teaching. He was merely interpreting and applying Scripture to invent something new, something extra-scriptural, meaning something outside Scripture. To Paul would have been complete and total heresy. And so that's why you see in the rest of Galatians, Paul's making his argument from Scripture. And specifically, Paul notes, correctly, I might add, that no one in the Bible was declared righteous under the Mosaic Law. And we briefly mentioned that earlier. Everyone was cursed because they had not done all things that were written in the law. And so by that law, they were cursed. But, and this is an extremely important qualifier, but there was one person who was declared righteous in the Bible, and that was Abraham. And we hear this in Genesis 15, verse 6. And Abram believed in the Lord. This term believed is the same root word as faith or trust. So Abram had faith in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. And it's important, of course, to note that Abraham was before the Mosaic Law and thus outside the Mosaic Law. And it was thus outside the Mosaic Law when God declared Abraham righteous. And so that's where St. Paul gets his teaching. That's the reasoning behind it. Again, it's biblical. It's not something that Paul invented. It's interpreting correctly Scripture. And showing that being declared righteous by God comes outside the Mosaic Law and not within it. Great. Thanks for that explanation. That uh, it really makes a lot of sense. I want to conclude with a question on verse 18 from our reading today. Or Paul writes, 
But if I build up again those things which I tore down, then I prove myself a transgressor. What is Paul referring to here? What was it that he tore down? Well, we could probably do an entire podcast on this verse uh, alone, uh, but we will save that for a future, and, and I'll just summarize here for some clarity. Paul's letter to the Galatians is essentially a defense of his teaching, and it's a defense specifically because, according to Paul in Galatians itself, Peter, James, and John had been introducing teachings and concepts to the Galatians that were, in essence, convincing the Galatians that they needed to follow certain aspects of the Mosaic law, like circumcision, to be accepted in what we now call the Christian community. So to be succinct and to use more modern-day language, it was essentially Peter, James, and John saying, hey, Galatian Christians, if you want to be part of our community and you want to commune with us and be recognized by us as real Christians, then you need to be circumcised, because according to the Mosaic law, that's the mark of being part of God's covenant community. And so what Paul is doing here in verse 18 that you referenced when he says, what is the point of building up those things I tore down? He's referring to the Mosaic law. And he's saying that if you're declared righteous outside of the law, then why are you now turning back to the Mosaic law and building up this idea from the Mosaic law of being circumcised? It makes no sense. You're building back up something that puts you under God's curse. And that's why he also says if he builds that back up, then I prove myself a transgressor, again, being back under the curse. You put yourself back under the curse because you've made being able to perfectly follow the Mosaic law the ideal again, and that does not end well for us because none of us human beings, save Jesus Christ, has ever been able to follow it perfectly. Thank you, Father. In today's episode, we discussed what it means to be justified. Father Aaron explained that the Greek word that is often translated as justified can also be translated as declared righteous. And so we can understand that to be justified means that we have been declared righteous. With this legal terminology in mind, we then discussed that while part of salvation is legal or juridical, salvation goes beyond a mere legal process. St. Paul is telling us in Galatians that to be declared righteous means that we have been freed from the Mosaic law, which allows us to avoid the curse of the law and place our trust in Christ. This leads to the opportunity for us to find salvation. Then we have the possibility to be made healthy, to be restored to what God intended. Thus, to be declared righteous is not the end, but rather the beginning of our walk as a Christian. It allows us to walk the path of salvation, the path to spiritual healing and restoration. Thank you for listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes. We hope you tune in next week for a new episode. Alleluia, glory to thee, O God. Alleluia, 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 glory to thee, O God. O our God and our hope, glory to thee.